another episode of Spielunkers. And I'm Jake, I'm your host today, and I'm, I've got Luke and Emma with me today. Say hi guys. Hello. Hi guys. Um, Emma, you sound a bit different. Are you sick today? Got a really sore throat. Nothing too great. Makes perfect sense. Emma was unable to be with us today, unfortunately. So we actually have Ben with us. Technical difficulties. Yeah, same as last month. So Ben, say hi to everyone. Hello everyone. Uh, I'm Ben. I am a web developer from the UK. And yeah, that, that's that's me. Also I guess. a friend of mine. <laughs> oh yeah, that too. They didn't just put me up on the street. <laughs> we have friends. <laughs> no, I just went to some web development portal and was like, need freelancer. And then I didn't tell him what it was for. <laughs> Oh, that's fair enough. That works. That works. So today is going to be similar to last month's episode, where all three of us have picked a book club game, which so all three of us have played it, and we're all just going to be talking about. Except this time there actually is three of us, which is nice. Yeah, that's true. That's true as well. So, but first, Ben, we'll start with you. What have you been playing recently? Well, I have been playing the three games that we are going to talk about in book club. Recently, I'm a big American football fan, so I've been playing Madden 20 quite a lot recently with a few friends from work. You know, there's not really much to say about that. It's Madden, it's American football, and it gets incrementally better every year. And along with that, I have also been playing Everybody's Gone to the Rapture. I've heard good things about that. Yeah, really enjoy it. I like to sort of have a couple of games that are a bit different on the go at once. So that's quite slow and chill and sort of very story driven. Um, and Madden has no story, and is less chill. So yeah, that's good. That's been good fun. It's basically like a walking sim, isn't it? You know, very just story-based and not much else. Yeah, it's set in a little quaint Shropshire village, and yeah, you sort of walk around the village following this little ball of light that sort of guides you through when you meet lots of characters and sort of unravel what's going on. And it's, it's yeah, it's good. I sort of, when I first started playing it, thought it might be quite boring, but it's, it, is, it is fairly slow paced but actually the story sort of keeps you wanting more and keeps you sort of following along to actually find out what's what's happened and then at the end of the game it's sort the of case with games like that I mean, I've, I've recently played Gone Home and What Remains of Edith Finch and it's the same thing you just walk around and get told a story there isn't much in the way of actual gameplay um, although Edith Finch like does sort of have mini games but there's no like fail state they're still just progressing the story but yeah I like those kind of games yeah, I love the the variety in Edith Finch. The fact that sort of the story was told in quite different mm-hmm. ways throughout the game. Everybody's Wants to Rapture is a little bit more sort of single pace, like that doesn't really vary that much. But um, it's definitely worth playing. I mean, I think it was one of the was it one of the free games on PlayStation Plus a few months ago. I think we could probably pick it up for like under a tenner. It's definitely worth playing. It's like four or five hours, and I mean the soundtrack is really really good. So that's another thing that I'd recommend it for. Okay, that sounds good. Well, I've been playing my Walking Sims on the Switch lately, and I don't think it's on there but maybe I'll get the PC version, who knows. Could always stream it at some point. Uh, maybe. Jake, what have you been playing? Well, I have been playing a lot more Teamfight Tactics. I'm still very obsessed with that. In fact, very soon, Chapter 2 is coming out, meaning new characters, new classes, and new items. So I'm really looking forward to that. But I've already spoken about Teamfight Tactics, so I will talk about Yakuza instead, which I've also been playing. Which one? Nice. Yeah, Kiwami 2. Oh, that, I haven't played that one yet. I've played Yakuza 0 and Kiwami. I, I need to get two, but they're so good. Kiwami 2 is better than 0 and Kiwami. Like, they've smoothed it out and fixed a few of the jittery things that might have annoyed a lot of people in the first ones. That's what I've heard. And the first ones are amazing, so this is like 10 times amazing. I've already got so much of the ultimate weapons and stuff in the game now i'm like in the last chapter and i'm gonna mop the floor with the big bad guy because 
I've already like maxed out my character. <laughs> nice. Yeah, That's, usual. They're definitely the 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 Yakuza games are definitely on my list to play at some mm, point. I highly recommended them. I've only played, like I said, Zero and Kiwami One, but they were incredible. I mean, Zero was the better of the two. Kiwami was just more of that, which isn't a bad thing necessarily. And then Two apparently is quite a big improvement. Mm-hmm. And then after this, I'm going to play Judgment, which is oh, yeah, you Yakuza. Got a PS4, you lucky bitch. police officer. Yeah, and I've got. Uh, Yakuza 3, 4, and 5 as well. But I'm just a little bit worried that after playing Kiwami 2, which is the newer game, playing 3 is going to feel like, what is shit? I think you'll you'll be fine. I think so too, because like, I'm not that picky in general. But yeah, I, so I'm going to have a little bit of a pause between 2 and 3, just so that it's not going to be fresh off the boat right after 2. And then, yeah. also I beat Digimon. I oh, you caught did. them all, or you caught, <laughs> yeah, read them all, nice. <laughs> and saved the world and all that crap. So, you know, what have you been playing anyway? So I've been playing three games mainly. So I bought a Nintendo Switch Lite for my wife as a birthday present, and mm-hmm. I got a bundle with A Link to the Past. Oh, I finally okay. got my hands on it. Mm-hmm. And my opinion still stands, which is it's very pretty and it is genuinely a good game, but it still feels and plays like a pretty Game Boy game. And it is not worth, like, 50 quid or whatever they're asking for it. Like, I'd, I'd have paid 20, maybe 30 at most for it. I'm enjoying it, but they've asking way too much for it. Yeah, when when they announced it, I was really excited because it was it's one of the first games I can sort of remember playing mm-hmm. when I was younger on the on the original Game Boy. And when they announced the remaster, I was like, oh my god, this is going to be amazing. I'm so excited about this. And then when and I that saw... That intro was so good. I know. And then when, then when I saw it was £50, I was like, not quite sure that's the price point for me. Yeah. Like you said, like, 20, 25 quid, I, I would definitely pick it up and, and play it again. But nah, for £50 isn't, isn't a great price point for me. But the fact that it's a Nintendo game, it's a Zelda game... We're pr- probably probably going to be gonna, we might get to forty nine maybe in, in a couple of, in a couple of years. <laughs> well, it's actually forty five at the moment. Or oh fucking hell, get in there. Oh whoa! But yeah. to be fair, I'm I'm getting it for free, so I can't complain. But how what? work have given me vouchers? I've got like sixty pound in vouchers, so I'm going to use them to get that and Luigi's Mansion when that comes out. How, like, how do only you gonna... do this? You got a fucking PS4 for free just by being friends with the right person. Now you're getting your games for free. Do you pay for anything? <laughs> I do a lot of work on my knees, what can I say? <laughs> I mean, I was going to go there, but yeah, sure. It, clearly it pays. <laughs> it does, it pays really well. Just got to make sure you keep the moisture. Also, I should probably tell you, all of my Yakuza games were free as well. Oh, fuck you. Fuck you. <laughs> anyway, the next game I've been playing is actually, because I've got the online for Nintendo Switch, I've got the SNES games, so I've started playing Super Metroid again, which is a game I've played so many times, I've started so many times and never ever finished, so I'm trying to right that wrong. And See, the, the problem I always found with that was, probably because we emulated it more than anything, it never really explains about the super running and the wall jumps and stuff and how to do them properly. When you get to a point where you need to do that, you will see creatures, um, wildlife doing the thing, so that's the hint you get. But actually that's a symptom of a bigger problem, which is the game expects you to experiment, but like to a ridiculous degree. So I love Super Metroid and I think it's a great game and it's a very important game and I, I'm st- I am genuinely enjoying it. But I have to say that because it's going to sound like I'm going to complain a lot now. <laughs> It's a very good Metroidvania, but there are so many better ones out now. Like, the amount of just bombing random walls you have to do to progress, the amount of, like, genuine progress hidden behind what would be secrets in another game is astounding, and it's so easy to get lost for 
hours because you didn't bomb that one rock that looks like every other rock in the game. So that's really annoying. And the platforming has not aged well. Your toe simply touches the platform from the wrong angle and you will just plummet rather than land on the thing. And the amount of time I have spent bathing in fucking lava because I can't make jumps is ridiculous. Just make sure you wear suntan lotion. <laughs> But with that said, it's it's still a really good game. The actual combat's really satisfying, and exploring the world is good. The music is, is amazing, even on the SNES. It's, it's good, and I, I've gotten quite far now, definitely further than I've ever been before, so I should be finishing it fairly soon. There is a reason I'm playing it, and it's one of the three games we're talking about now, we will be talking about, but I'm not going to spoil that. Yeah, see, I was going to say... You said there's three games you're playing. You've only talked about one, now Metroid. You really should have talked about that last, because that would have been the perfect gateway into the book club section. Oh, uh, well, I just took notes in a certain order, and then I, I remembered I was playing this third game because I was playing it today, so I added it after the fact. The third game I've been playing is A Plague Tale Innocence. Have you heard of it? I want that. Oh, it's so good. I might be getting it on the PlayStation. I'm, I'm not going to use the F word. <laughs> oh, fuck you. <laughs> <laughs> You mean, <laughs> for your services. <laughs> so, A Plague Tale Innocence is a story-based third-person stealth game in, like, old-timey France, where you kind of have to hide and run away from the Inquisition and a massive plague of rats. And there's, like, so many rats on screen. Like, holy shit, they're terrifying. But they are a glorious a to see in action in, like, a really fucked up way. It's got a really good story. The characters are really likable. You're looking after this young kid, your, your brother, Hugo, and they've made the connection between your character, a 14-year-old girl called Amicia, and, and Hugo so believable. He's a kid, and he can be annoying, but you, you don't hate him. And I, I often hate kids in games and fiction because they tend to, to really lean on the annoying side. But he's just... Not just in games. He just hates kids in general. <laughs> uh, well... I, I, I don't want it to be used against me in the future, so for now I'll just say in games. <laughs> but no, it's it's an incredible game. Early on, it feels a lot like The Last of Us, in that it's you looking after a younger someone, and it's very stealth-based, you're running away from like monstrosities, in this case rats, rather than mushroom zombies, and you're finding crafting materials and, and upgrading your stuff, your weapon, or your ammo pouch. Uh, as well as crafting certain potions, you know, rather than heals, which can be used to get around puzzles or, or whatever. And it's just, it's a really good game. I, I highly recommend it. I'm, I'm actually streaming it, and I'm hoping to do a review on YouTube when I'm finished, which is, I, I'm at, like, chapter 13 out of, I think, 17. But yeah, it's, it's a good game. See, I've heard people compare it to Senwa's Sacrifice. In that, it is a really good-looking double-A indie game. And not a triple-A game, but not, like, a really cheap-looking indie game. So in that sense, it's like Senua's Sacrifice, but the actual gameplay is nothing like it. Okay. But yeah, that's that's one of next of my, on my list to get. Actually, that might be after Judgment, even. I, I have a thing for double-A indie games. Um, so I was really excited for this for a while. Now that I finally got it, it's just mm, so good. Yeah, the only reason I didn't get it straight away was because it was, like, 40 pounds yeah that's but the problem now it these has games gone do down. tend to be quite expensive i think i got it in a sale and getting it second hand now it's not too bad like i think you can get it for like 20 30 so, yeah that's fair you know even if i didn't get it for the f word it wouldn't cost too much <laughs> i mean it sounds like you should have a nice amount of money lying around for the free things you're getting and not having to buy yeah, that would that would imply that i had money in the first place <laughs> <laughs> I like that with you just saying the F word. I can interpret that how I want. It's like, oh yeah, I got that game for fucking <laughs> fingering. Exactly. For fighting. Yeah, no. <laughs> Fallacio. 
<laughs> okay. I think on that note, maybe we should move on. What a great note to you, move you on. make it sound like this is somehow a transition to the next game, like the next game is about filleting. Well, it is, in fact. Ah. Uh, Somehow. I don't know. I'm trying to think of a link between that and the games. I can't think of any. Just so instead, fucking game. I'm just going to say, Luke, would you like to talk about the game that you picked first? Sure, I would love to talk about Deadbolt. So, Deadbolt is a 2D stealth action shooter by Hopu Games. I think I'm pronouncing that right. I'm probably not. The developers of Risk of Rain and Risk of Rain 2, which are amazing games. So I've had very high hopes for this going in. You play as the Grim Reaper in a world where the dead don't always move on. And when they don't, they remain on Earth as undead. Zombies, vampires, that sort of thing. The undead are addicted to a new drug called Glow, made from human bones. And it is your job to help them move on by shooting them. And that's the link. <laughs> blowing their <Okay>. brains out. <laughs> blowing, blowing brains out. Ha ha. Very funny. So go. one of the first things I noticed, uh, and one of the reasons this game had my attention, is just like the the box art or like the display picture on the store is just so cool. It's basically death as seen through a peephole on a door with like undead corpses or ex-undead corpses behind him. And he's just like staring through the people, like ready to bust down the door and kick your ass. And it just looks fucking cool. And, you know, the game's got a lot of style, for sure. If anything, the gameplay is, I feel like it's trying to be Hotline Miami, but as a side-scroller. And you die in one hit, most action's done very quick. Funny that you picked this game, because I was actually almost, I almost bought this game the other day. Okay. Before before you announced that this was yours, so. Just for context, have you played... Risk of Rain. No. Okay. Or it's Hotline it's nothing Miami. like Risk of Rain, but no, I'm okay. To be fair, the UK is a Risk of Rain every day. Ah, uh-huh. okay. <laughs> Indeed. Oh yeah, the and music. And then I get a free game. I'm gonna skip ahead a little bit, but the Risk of Rain and Risk of Rain Two are all the music's done by a guy called Chris Christodoulou, and his music is incredible. <laughs> Chris Christodoulou. Yep, and he's done the music in this game too, and it's it's so good. I don't even know how to describe it. It's it's kind of like eight bit, but but really energetic, and it's not even a bit, maybe even maybe sixteen. I don't know. It's very synthy and just very energetic. I highly recommend looking it up. Did you guys play this on the Switch or on the PC? So I played this on the Switch. So did I. I. Kind so of did wish I. But I tried it on the PC. Yep, that's Agreed. completely agree. Okay. So unlike Hotline Miami, most enemies in this game do not die in one hit. Annoying. So it's yeah. Unless so you've got a sawn-off shotgun. Uh, if there's more than one enemy in a room, it is very difficult to survive. Like in Hotline Miami, you see five people, you kick a door down with an assault rifle, you can kill them as long as you're faster. In this one, by the time you've gunned down the first two, the third or the fourth are going to shoot you because they're, they're like body shielding the others. This game's fucking hard. Like, Jesus Christ. I felt like I was playing it wrong the entire time. It never felt like... You know, when, when you play Hotline Miami, I am going to compare this a lot. When you play Hotline Miami, you walk into a room and then someone comes around the corner and hits you and you think, oh, I reacted too slow or I should have come in from a different door. I did not get that feeling from this game. This game, I just felt like I'm playing it wrong. There is something I'm missing here because I'll walk into a room and I'll headshot a bunch of people and then I'll still get gunned down. I'll go down from the other door. Same thing happens. I'll go through one of the shortcuts, which I'll, I'll get in a bit. And again, same thing happens. It's just like smacking your head against a wall. This game is so fucking difficult. 
yeah, and the like learning curve is so. I think steep. having a mouse would have made it a lot easier because uh, I think the level that I saw this the most in initially was the one with the headless zombies that have the heads not on oh, yeah. the zombies. Where the first time I did it, I got really far, and then I got gunned down by a guy that I didn't realize was there. And then mm-hmm. the next ten tries, I did the exact same thing, but nothing. It never seemed to work. Like I don't know, it must have been dumb luck that I succeeded. And a lot of the heads weren't like at eye level whereas most levels before that i could just open door aim shoot close door open door aim shoot close door i couldn't do that because i wouldn't hit the head so i'd have to open mm-hmm. aim actually look at the head so there's that a setting second, that mm-hmm. you kind of need to change in order to make it playable on the switch and i, I i'm thinking you might have missed this so is that auto aim you aim with the left stick right so you press yeah. aim and you aim with the left stick now that for me it just doesn't work. You can set aiming to right stick so it feels more like your traditional move left stick right. And you can pre-aim when you're doing it that way because you don't have to worry about moving. So you can you can have the stick aimed in the angle you think you're going to need. Press aim and then suddenly you can shoot the head. That makes it a lot easier. Not as yeah. easy as having a mouse, but, but it makes a big difference. You can't actually aim and open the door at the same time. No, but what I mean is you can have the stick ready. So once you open the door and you press the aim, you're already aiming in the general direction you need to. But then you'll move. And walk. No, because you'll have right stick aiming. That's my point. Oh, but then that means left stick is moving. Yeah, yeah. You you can have a separation from the two. Ah, okay. Yeah, that's fair enough. Why that's not default, I don't fucking understand. Because it's practically unplayable on left stick. I didn't realize that was a setting. So that... I mean, I, I, I want I want to yeah. blame the fact that I was so awful at it on that, but I really don't think it would have made that much of a difference. I was not that much better. So I actually beat the entire first chapter against the zombies, and then I got to the... F- just before the last level in the vampires and and it just got there was like a timed one you have to beat the level in a minute and it's just so hard so i that's as far as i got so i don't know if you guys got any further or not but i'm gonna no i got to the vampires but i think it was the last level of the zombies i was in where the vampires Mm. are in it but yeah it's just i wanted to enjoy the game but it felt more frustrating and I couldn't it didn't feel like I was learning anything when I kept yeah. dying. Yep, I, I have to agree. I did actually look it up on YouTube and you you can always see the mouse cursor in the PC version. So you can kick a door down having already placed the mouse on someone's head and then click. And and it made the first few levels look so much easier. I mean even in the first chapter I was restarting levels like twenty times and yeah. up. It's so I, mean, I didn't I didn't I didn't complete the first chapter. I think I maybe mm. got to like the second to last level in the zombie in the zombie chapter. Yeah, yeah I think like the the last level that I completed. I think I had something like fifty nine attempts at it before I got it. <laughs> and but yeah, but I mean that's sort of like so, it's a, that's it's a testament to how difficult it is. But it also works because I didn't feel like I was being cheap shotted. Like I didn't feel that like I was right, but the game had somehow. Beaten, beaten me like it was just me being poor rather than just like... you wait there's one level so so for the most part i sort of agree with you though i still feel like i wasn't getting the game in a way i would get a game i like but there's one level where the game just straight up fuck you there's invisible enemies right so nice. you walk into a room and when you get close they'll appear and then you can shoot them and, and you know they're annoying but there's enough of a delay between them appearing and them shooting you that if you're quick you can manage it and if you've played the level before and you know where they are you can pre-shoot and kill them anyway so you're doing this whole level and you kill everyone you've got to go from the bottom to the top right of this apartment complex you get to the top you open the safe you need and then you head back 
And just outside the door is another invisible fucker who there's no indication that he's there. There's no, the elevator never moves. There's no car coming in. It's just suddenly there's a guy and he's killed you. I was like, fuck you, game. That is mean. Yeah, that's not very nice. Especially if there's not like any kind of indication that they're there other than, oh, look, they've appeared now and yeah. now they're dead. I mean, yeah. I'm, I'm like, I think I enjoyed in what I played on the Switch enough to be like, you know, I might buy it on PC just I'm just tempted. to see if how much of a difference it makes because it's something that it's a bit a bit left field for things I would normally play. Like I wouldn't normally play this sort of game because I mean, you you read the mm-hmm. Steam page and it says Deadbolt is an extremely challenging stealth action. I mean, extremely challenging are two words that for me is like no, yeah. No. So I managed to miss that when I picked the game. <laughs> I kind of. I mean, challenging? Like, happy for a challenge? But... Yeah, I kind of stopped at seeing the cool artwork and knowing it's by Hopu Games. I didn't read anything else. I just I just saw that and bought the yeah. game. So, fair enough, the game at least advertises that it's that hard. It's not. They didn't exactly lie to us, but fuck it now. They mean yeah. it. So let's just, I'm going to describe it a little more, because we, we just went straight into the how difficult it is rant. So yeah, it's a stealth game. You can stand in the dark. You can shoot out light. You can travel Oh, you can shoot vents. out lights. I just kept yes. turning them off. Yeah, well, well, if you shoot them out, they can't turn them back on. Yeah, that that might have made certain parts easier. I only realised you could shoot them by failing to aim when I was trying to shoot something, and then all of a sudden the light turned off. I was like, ah, okay. So this is this. Yeah, I had a similar thing. See, my aim was just always good, I guess. <laughs> so also you can travel through vents like you become smoke and you just come out the other end vents can sometimes be connected to toilets now strangely enough i've never questioned this while i was playing the game but saying it now i realize just how weird that sounds why are vents connected to toilets but if someone's on the loo when you when you travel through it you just explode them and that's quite satisfying at the end of every level you get a fixed amount of souls which is the currency in the game and it is fixed, though there are achievements that can give you other souls, but you can't like go back to a level to grind more souls, which I don't like. I wish that you could, because if you buy a weapon and it feels like it was a bad decision... So by the way, you can buy weapons in between levels. If you buy a weapon and it feels like a bad decision, you're stuck with it. And as the game gets harder and harder, you know, it's hard not to be like, why did I buy this revolver that does extra headshot damage when I can't do any fucking headshot damage? Why didn't I save up and buy the big-ass shotgun instead? And you're stuck for, like, the next five or six levels to grind all the the souls so that you can get another weapon. I did buy a crossbow, which made the first few levels much easier. Did you guys use a crossbow at all? No, No, I did not. The crossbow is a guaranteed instant kill, but you only get two shots, but you can pick up the shot again. So as long as the room never has more than two people, you can clear rooms, pick up the thing and stealth. And that's probably how I progressed further than you guys, because having that made it so much easier. But then you get to a point where every room's got five or six people in it, and it's like, yeah, that's not going to work. Unless you open the door, kill two people, quickly jump through another door, lure them out, go back to the room. In some cases, I did do that, and I managed to, but not not in many. But no, it's... I just... I really want to like this game. It's so stylish. The music's really cool. The graphics, you know, it's a cool-looking game. I love the, the other work from these guys. But, I don't know, the, the extremely challenging thing, it doesn't feel like a well-balanced extremely challenging. It just feels rock-hard for the sake of being rock-hard, and, and I really struggle to enjoy that. I, th- I think if you could progress far enough in the game where you could buy something that made you die in two shots... Mm, I, th- yeah, by I think armor. that would make such a big difference because, okay, I didn't get very far because of the sort of you get shot once you die, but I feel that like if if even that was two shots by default or, or if you could get something that would make the game more palatable. Yeah. 
I also didn't like that some of the enemies they'd hit you from like miles away just because all the doors were open. Mm. But then if you tried to hit them, you probably yeah. wouldn't. Yeah, but to be fair, their accuracy will be very bad. It's just they might get a lucky shot because from from a distance they do miss more than they hit. But uh, they only have I, to hit once. I did find yeah, that like you could. Exactly. I mean, playing it handheld on the Switch because you're sort of playing from a sort of fairly zoomed out perspective anyway. I did find it quite mm-hmm. difficult to you know see the enemy bullets and sometimes even spot enemies in cover. When I plugged yeah. when I docked the Switch and played it like that, that was so much easier. Hmm. So maybe something to be able to control the zoom level would be quite interesting as well. Uh, it it could be handy if you had like if you pressed R three you zoom in and it's only your character in a couple of rooms. Press R three it'll zoom out and show it yeah. all again. Yeah, so you that can could really work. Plan. Oh, that could actually could work as well because if the enemies are suddenly bigger, then there's more than just two fucking pixels to do a headshot. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, like, the guy, the character that gets introduced, like, three or four missions in, was like, he only dies with two headshots. It's like, <laughs> oh, the thug. Trying, to, yeah. trying to aim, and then, like, no, don't no, get... he always took four or five headshots yeah. for me. It's like, don't get too close. So were you actually aiming for the head, or were you just holding it until it locked on? I aimed for it ahead. Yeah, aimed okay, for the head. For, at first, I just thought simply locking on counted as a headshot because i didn't realize the game expected you to aim so it wasn't until much later that i, I started to understand how headshots worked and, and those guys just felt impossible because the amount of fucking shots i'd pump into them before they died because i hadn't really understood how headshots work yeah yet. i mean mm-hmm. there's one level where there's like it's the first one where you have to go and kill a specific named person i think it's called I think it's called mm-hmm. puff yeah and there's like three of the thugs on that level and you get an you get like a tommy gun i think and yeah. it's just like, yeah. you just melt, you just rinse all of the bullets in that Tommy gun on one of them, because it's like, it's just so inaccurate. And then the others come downstairs and you're like, well, I've got one other revolver bullet left, so you may as well just take me. Ah, but then you grab the sawn-off shotgun and then you blow their face. <laughs> yeah, that's true. Yeah, that's kind of, that That does work if you kill them and, and use their sawn-off shotgun. Because but... like the, the level that I mentioned where you fight the first headless guys, I'd kill the one brute, grab his sawn-off shotgun, climb all the way upstairs, and as soon as you go through the stairs, blow off the other guy, grab his sawn-off shotgun, quickly disappear, wait till the alarms are done and the people will stop looking for you. And then there was one room where there was like only one person left in it, and it was... Mm. So I quickly open the door, blow that one with a sawn-off shotgun, and then die about 20, 30 times before I finally so, see, it out. The way you described that series of events, it did sound like Hotline Miami. You know, I kicked down the door, I killed that guy, grabbed his gun, threw it at him, shot him, whatever. The game is much slower than that. Like, because you have to hide in the dark, because you have to... I mean, there's apparently a cover system, but I've never been in a situation where I got to cover before someone killed me, so it was always a case of try and kill them before I can move. Yeah. So I'm not sure if the cover works at all. I think I used the cover once and got shot. So I was like, well, <laughs> let's let's not use this again. Yeah. I do want to talk about enemy variety, though. The enemy variety in the game is pretty yep. cool. So yeah, you know, you've got your typical zombies, some that use melee, you've got zombies with guns, you've got the big buff zombies who've, who take a lot more hits and, and have a double-barreled shotgun. And then when you get to the vampires, things get interesting. Oh, and there's, of course, there's the zombie, the headless zombies. So basically their head is placed somewhere else and their body doesn't see so you could walk up to the body and, and stab it or whatever and the head won't know what to do with it or you can just shoot the head and they'll just drop dead which is kind of cool there's the mm-hmm. hellhounds as well there's hellhounds they're oh they're annoying because before i realized that you had to physically aim down i'd just like keep pressing the aim button to try and lock on and it would always lock at the human well the zombie behind yeah. them and i'd get killed that happened so much but yeah uh, you've got vampires in the second area and they're really cool like they'll be walking on the ceiling and then when they see you they'll either shoot at you or just jump down 
which is kind of cool. There's special kind of vampires which have their soul or something in in a bottle. So if you kill them, they'll get up after like 10 seconds. So you have to find the bottle and destroy it. And sometimes it's in a different room. So that's that's pretty cool. There are invisible enemies. Uh, there's the invisible ones, yeah. So yeah, I mean, the enemy variety is cool. If it wasn't just a case of they've got too much health compared to you, I would say they, they make for a lot of really cool enemies. But yeah, when you die in one hit, having any enemy that takes a fucking two clips, it feels unfair. Yeah. I think, like, going back to what I said before, like, if the game was, like, maybe 10% easier, or, like, you could take a couple of hits or whatever, like, I would definitely want to carry on and carry on playing it, but I got to the point where I'm like, it feels difficult for the sake of being difficult. Like, they went to balance it, and they were like, hey, well, it's kind of balanced. It's theoretically possible. I think I would have just been happy with being able to earn souls by going back to levels you've already completed. Because then at least I can try out all the different guns rather than just get this massive, like, FOMO that I got the wrong gun and that I fucked myself over because I have to beat the next five levels to get another gun. But I have shit weapons, so I've got no arsenal, but I need a good arsenal to beat these levels, but I need to beat these levels to get a good arsenal, and it's just this really fucked up catch yeah, I mean, Even if you finished the, did the same levels again, you got, like, ten souls for doing getting one star... 20 souls for getting 2 stars and 30 for getting 3 stars. But you could get, like, those individually. So you could go into the level 3 times, get 1 star, 2 star, 3 stars, and get 60 60 souls. That's how I thought it worked. When I beat beat the first 2 levels, I went back to, like, 5 star them and got no extra souls. I was like, what the fuck? What is this? That gave me, like, no motivation to go back and complete them again. Like, I literally didn't care. I was like, cool, done the level, next one. Yeah. Yeah, it's kind of agreed. I went back to the first couple of levels after I got used to it and thought, okay, I'll five-star these. Hopefully I'll get, I don't know, I had four-starred it before, so I figured I'll get maybe another ten souls. Nope. Nope. <laughs> Just get a warm, fuzzy feeling inside. And I kind of wasted my money what, on a knife what, what, that I never really used. No, I used the knife a lot, actually. I thought starting the weapon, the level with a stabby melee weapon was really good. Because you'd knock on the door, and then as soon as they open it, you just stab the shit out of them. Yeah, but I just used my gun to beat the shit out of them, and it worked just as well. Uh, fair enough. The knife would be a lot quicker, though, so if people hear you, they're more likely to catch up to you before you beat them to death. Mm. I just find sometimes when you were, like, meleeing enemies, like, you sort of hit them, and as long as you kept hitting them, they would eventually die, like, they sort of, like, they almost couldn't respond. Yeah. So there's, like, you're just hitting this guy, like, 15 times, and he stood there just like, I'm gonna yeah. take this. Some of the more powerful enemies you cannot stun lock quite as easily, though, so they will just, like, you'll, you think you're about to kill them, and then they'll just shotgun you in the yeah. face. Like the yeah. brutes. Yeah, but the hammer works on brutes, just not the knife or guns. Okay. Anyway, I don't really know what else to say about this game. Well, I guess there's the big question, and that is... Uh, well, firstly, Ben, do you have any other questions for him? No. Well, it's, it's not really a questions and answers kind of thing, because we've all played it. <laughs> yeah, I know. Oh, yeah, that's true. Okay. Well, in that case, Luke, would you recommend it? <sighs> I really hate saying this, but no, not really. See, I think I definitely wouldn't recommend the Switch version. Like, no, don't get it on the Switch. But just because we've not played it on the PC, I can't really fully say no on the PC. I'd say be weary about what you're getting into, because the game is extremely difficult, and it's really hard to like get through with the controls on the Switch side, so the PC may be a lot more of the same. But then again, the yeah, PC, but we PC can only may talk be better. About what we've played, and the fact is, they're still selling the the Switch version. They're still asking for money for this version, so so it's not unfair for us to rate the version we've played. No, oh, no, that's true. But that's what I'm just saying. If people want to get it and they think it still looks good and everything, get the PC version. Don't get the Switch one for sure. Yeah, that's that's fair. And with that said, we can, can move on. 
You're going to ask mm-hmm. Ben? Oh yeah, Ben, would you recommend it? <laughs> I, I don't know. I think I'm in a, in a similar, similar sort of boat. Like, what I played, I enjoyed. I didn't. I don't think I got to the point where I said I didn't feel like I was being cheap shot. I thought it was just like, I'm not very good at this, so that's why I'm dying 60 times before completing the level. I feel that, like... Yeah, if it was a little bit easier, like I would, I would recommend it. Or if there were benefits to actually going back and a way to sort of grind a little bit, so you could get a bigger arsenal and then go and face the levels ahead. So like you know, get the crossbow or whatever. But in its current state on the Switch, I don't know. If if someone asked me, if someone said, "Oh, I read about this game. Should I get it?" I'd be like, "If you like, if you really like a challenge, yes. Otherwise, I'd probably find something else." Fair and similarly. Not on the Switch, though. Yeah, yeah. I mean, yeah, if you can play it on PC. I mean, I've, just looking at the Steam page as well, on PC there is also a level editor. Yeah, so certainly more bang for your buck. Yeah, um, so that might that could be... Uh, but yeah, obviously none of us played on the, on PC, so we can't really talk about that. Yeah, that's unfortunate. I thought at least one of us would have... It is on other consoles too, but I... You know, an analog stick's an analog stick, no matter what console it's on. Yeah. So I would still say PC version's the way to go if you have to play yeah. it. Yeah, I, I agree as well. So think we've talked about this one quite a bit indeed ben would you like to talk about the game that you purchased or picked for yes um so the game i selected is gato roboto um it's a metroidvania game which is the one that luke was sort of mentioning earlier which is why he went back to play super metroid so which is why that would have been a perfect gateway to the section but you ruined it. Unbelievable. Well, the reason I, I mentioned it and, and why this game made me want to play Metroid is because I can describe this game in five words. What if Samus, but Cat? Yeah, I mean, that, that that's pretty, so, pretty darn accurate. He describes it in five words, but bad grammar. But Cat, yeah. I mean, I was doing some reading about it, and one of the someone described it as a Meowtroidvania, which I thought was quite clever. <laughs> I, I saw that same. Review. And I was like, "Yep, cool, I can go with that." So it's by Devolver Digital and Doinksoft. So Devolver Digital have got quite a big back catalogue of games they've uh, they've worked on, um, including Hotline Miami and um, My Friend Pedro, which is one that I've been tempted to get for a little bit but haven't actually got yet. So yeah, so you play as a cat who has crash landed with his owner comrade or whatever you want to call him on a alien planet and you are trying to sort of escape basically and as you very early in the game you discover mech suit so your cat now has a mech suit um and as you progress through the game you get various power-ups and fight various bosses um, and yeah and you can also which i thought was a, a nice thing was you can get out of the mech suit and play as the cat so there are certain areas where you have to go through small holes um that the mech suit won't fit in to unlock certain bits so you can come back with the mech suit so yeah it's that that's that's brief summary i guess of what it is see what one thing i have to say is it's like emma is here i mean we've got a game with a cute cat that's usually her forte Again. <laughs> yeah <laughs> if, if only it was a cat point and click game and then it would be like peak emma <laughs> yeah true true i i liked that in this game the you don't get upgrades for the cat directly at any yeah. point mm-hmm. like the cat is always just a squishy cat but yeah, I, I, I do, agree. I do find it very unrealistic that a cat would go through all this. If this was my cat, he'd be asleep. I was gonna say, yeah, there's no like room where you go to the save room and he curls up on a chair or whatever. Well, you see, yeah, the, the way I imagine this working, the owner would be like, right, Fluffy, whatever the fuck your name is, you need to save me. Go get the mech suit, and the cat's just like, yeah, fuck, fuck you. I'm, I'm gonna go explore over here and like sleep for ten hours. Yeah, or like the, the first time that the cat comes across anything shiny, he just gets out and starts like knocking it around. 
<laughs> yeah. So I will say, I've been playing a lot of Metroidvanias lately, but I've noticed most Metroidvanias these days tend to lean on the Vania side of Metroidvania, mainly because they have a lot of inspiration from Dark Souls, and Dark Souls is a lot more compatible with that side of Metroidvania. So games like Blasphemous or Hollow Knight, that sort of thing. So it was nice to play one that leaned way more heavily on the Metroid side of things. The only other recent game that does that was Axiom Verge, which I also really like. Mm-hmm. I've not played that yeah, one. So I've, I've play. seen it, and it's one that would would get after playing this, but I, I own it. Is it free? It. Fair enough. No, yeah, no, Epic I actually bought this one. Oh, well, I got it for free, because Epic Store gave uh -huh. it to me. How the tables <laughs> actually, have turned. I might have the Epic Store no! version as well, no, you but don't. I've got it on Steam. Shut up. <laughs> don't take this from him. This is his moment. <laughs> See, the sad part is, I, I didn't finish it, and if I want to finish it, I'm probably going to buy the Switch version, because... I play Metroidvania's way more on Switch. <laughs> so, you got it for free, but you still have to pay. Yeah. <laughs> See, I don't have to pay when I'm playing my PlayStation games that I got for free. Bite me. <laughs> You're a bit far away. Huh. Right. Have you guys beat the game? How far did you get? Took me three hours. So you did yeah. beat it? Yeah, 100% got everything. Did you guys Same. find the secret birthday room? No, I don't think I found a secret birthday room. What about you, Ben? No, I didn't. I completed it, but I didn't get everything. I think it was like... 85%? I think oh, I must... 90-something. I got all the collectibles, but I think I missed a health upgrade somewhere. Yeah, I think I must have missed a uh, missed a few cartridges and a health upgrade. How much health did you finish with? Oh, I can't remember, but enough. Yeah. Though I think you finished with 17 health, I think. Oh, okay. I must have missed a few then, because I only finished with 13. And the, the last health upgrade is you need all the cartridges to be able to get it. It's in a long, long path that needs the unlimited jump power up yeah. thing uh, but in one of the rooms there's thingy that looks like a ladder which i noticed in several other rooms there's a bit of background that looks the same but in this one mm -hmm. for some reason i jumped up it i jumped up to it and then realized that i can enter it and jump up and then it takes you to a long 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 path which then ends at a computer and if you press it then it's a happy birthday message that's cool cool i did not yeah. find a secret birthday no. it's actually not on the map once you get back there if you go back to the map you don't see it still so it's it is it is the only completely secret area that i found okay did you guys pay much attention to the music at all uh other than it was good but no yeah it was yeah it was pretty pretty solid i think it's sort of peaked and troughed with the game which i thought was quite good i agree i noticed that at least one of the the songs one of the most common songs probably like the main area it had this kind of bass in the background that sounded like a purring cat and there is no way that's a coincidence oh i didn't i i noticed the bass but i definitely didn't notice that that's that's interesting i think he might be a little bit crazy so he just thinks he's hearing cats. Yeah, cats on the brain. In this game that's entirely about being a cat. Ah, it's entirely about being a mech which just happens to have a cat in it. But then you can leave the cat and not control the mech anymore because you are controlling the cat. So 100% of the time you are a cat and only about 80% of the time you are a mech. And then about 10% of the time, I guess, you're also a submarine. Technically still a cat though. Well, that's my there point. It's a game about being a cat. Who somehow knows how to use mechs and submarines. Well, I mean, it's the future. Mechs are clearly built for, for cats Cat as well. Consumption. <laughs> I did like the boss in this, but I found it very amusing that it was a mouse. Yeah. Yeah. And I like the story. I've 
it was silly, but like, you know. It was whole... surprisingly a good story for you know, for a game that had very little story, but you eventually find some computers that tell you what's going on and then and then you get the reveal at the end. And yeah, it's, it's surprisingly I mean it's as silly as you can expect for a game where you play as a cat in a mech suit, but it worked really well. And, you know, it's a little bit emotional. No, yeah, I liked it. And the ending the ending was kinda sad, the last boss fight. Yeah. And then and the doggo. I like doggos. Yes, there's Maybe... a doggo involved. Maybe they'll make a Doggo Roboto next. That's a good name. I'd play yeah, that. I would play Doggo Roboto. Sequel oh, also, time. The game has a dedicated meow button when you're a cat. That's always nice. Yeah, that that was amusing. I was I was hoping that that would have actually been useful. No, I think it's what... funnier that it's not. It's, that all you do is just the... meow, 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 meow. I mean, that, that was... It's the fire button, isn't it? Yeah. I mean, yeah. there were some bits where, like, it was like, enter the password. And it would have been cool if it was like, you have to actually meow. Like even just like yeah, tiny especially. little things like that, like just because it's like it's then it does have a little tiny bit of value. And you know the fact that the password was me. Yeah, that was great. Yeah. Go and get this password decoder. Go and do all of these things. What's the password? Meow. Yeah. Ah, yes. <laughs> but I think the cat changed the password. Because of the way the text appeared, it didn't just say meow. It sort of was like asterisks, and it sort of changed, changed, and then it became oh, meow. Okay. So it looked like he might have changed it. Maybe. I think that was just more a case of not showing us the password to, to spoil the joke. To not spoil the joke. Ah, uh, well we spoiled it now. Unbelievable. I want to also point out that I thought that the when you're in the suit, it's got a really satisfying thwomp, thwomp, thwomp. When you walk, like it sounds so heavy. Yeah. And it's just it's just very satisfying to move around. I thought all the sound effects were like, had that sort of really nice effect. Like the rocket launcher, again, like when you fire it and then mm-hmm. when that explodes, that was really nice. Um, and then later on, when you get the repeater, like that was really like, yeah. like really pew pewy. Yeah, I visually and audibly, there, there's nothing I could really complain about. Like everything felt, sounded, and looked yep. good. We should probably mention that the game is in is two colors. You know, mon- pretty monochromatic in in that you've just got black and white, and then you can when you get a collectible, you can switch the two colors into you know like Game Boy mode, so it's black and green or something. But yeah, yeah, it, I played it. Does it. a lot with the art style. It looks good, but I, I... when I first checked out the game before the podcast i kind of overlooked it because i thought it looked cheap i guess which i kind of regret making that assumption because having played it and seeing it in action it looks really good but it, it does look way better in action than it does in screenshots and it still looks good in screenshots mind you but it's it's just really smooth and looks yeah great. it's just really it's just like say the art style is really it's just really clean and it sort of works like mm-hmm. there's no there's no there's no point where i thought looked at it and went like what like what is that like yeah. mm-hmm. or that doesn't look quite right or like even though looking at the screenshots and stuff you can see there's so many like repeated items and stuff in each map like i think because of the variety you didn't really notice i didn't really notice that too much at all like yeah and there was a nice amount of progression once you like when you go through you you go through like aqueducts and then you go through like the 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 heater core and like they're all they're all just subtly different without without going too far aqueducts and heater core um i did like how the two at least those two areas in particular changed up the gameplay because in the aqueducts you couldn't fit anywhere so you had to be the cat most of the time which made it very uh, no tense you're wrong you... the aqueducts were the underwater level you're talking about yeah, the vents 
Well, the point kind of stands because you can't. Yeah, you were underwater most of the time in the vent, in the aqueducts. But, to be fair. Yeah, yeah, but I meant the, the, the aqueducts are the ones uh, it introduced the submarine, so you had that most of the time you were forced underwater. True, true point. Uh, so okay. yeah, it's the vents that you. My, my point is though that yeah, in the vents anyway, you know, you're, you're always the cat and you will die in one hit, so it's way more tense than the rest of the game. And then of course in the heating area, you can't leave because it's too hot for the cat. So. They've kept the gameplay very varied in, in this short time that you were playing it. How did you guys find the vents? I enjoyed them, uh, knowing they were going to be kind of short. Like I said, very tense, because uh, I was terrified I was going to die. And They, they know that it's going to be frustrating, because they give you a lot of uh, checkpoints. Yeah. So it never got frustrating because of that, because I, I was only ever like one or two screens behind. Yeah, and they're like the cycle from dying to then respawning was really quick as well which yeah. which helped i mean there's the one bit where you're being chased by the mouse oh that was easy it, it took me it took me a few attempts but say like you were one screen away from starting it and then you just did it again and yeah. again and again which which was nice no the, the the boss i had the most trouble with was the lava boss uh what those like container things no 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 the actual boss in that section where he'd pop up from under the yeah. lava and you have to jump in between the two panels. Oh, I've really struggled with him, but I just happened to have enough health that despite taking a lot of hits, I just survived. But he was very hard. I struggled with the well, underwater one the most until I realized that when you're in the ship submarine, you can hold Y to auto-fire. Is it Y? Whichever the top of the button is. <laughs> oh, didn't know you could do that. Oh. I didn't even realize Well, there you go. That. Yeah, I really struggled until I, was, until I found out I could do that. Um... To be fair, all the all the boss yeah, fights nice. were like all the boss fights were difficult. Like it took a few, it took me a few attempts to get all of them just to learn their attack patterns, and then after that it was yeah. okay. And I, I really like the fact that, like, say, like the the boss at the end of the like vents, you were the cat, and then yeah, yeah that that boss really stood out for me because it was completely different to the others, having to be the cat and just hop into these stationary turrets. And yeah. Again, you could just die in one hit. It was really tense, and, and it was fun. I really enjoyed that. Yeah. And yeah. Uh, that one I struggled a little bit at first with the spinny laser bit because you know you have to keep running around and around and around yeah. Yeah, I climbed the to fucking hit but eventually like I think after, on my third attempt I just clicked and got used to it and he was well that's the sign of a good boss especially in a 2D game it's just you know when you first come in they're, they surprise you they kill you but you learn their patterns and, and you learn how to beat each individual attack or step and then you, you combine these together and then you beat them, and this all the bosses in this game are like that, and it's just got really good bosses. I mean, everything about this game is really good. I was complaining about Metroid, and this has got way better platforming. The, the jumping always feels good. The landing always feels good. The progression, the only things that are hard to find are actual secrets, but they're not even that hard because, like I said, like we've all said, we've collected more or less all the cassettes. Except for the birthday room. Yeah, but that's that was more of an easter egg than everything yeah. else. Yeah, it's just a perfectly balanced bite-sized metroidvania where everything is you know there's not a lot in there it, it's a very distilled experience but that distillate it's a distillation of a perfect experience everything in it is really fucking good yeah i say like playing it for just under four hours like i don't don't think i came across any bugs or any like anything that caused me to glitch or anything like that and you know the only thing that i found slightly frustrating with like the controls was the like the spin jumping like that that was a mm -hmm. little bit sometimes it was a little bit like oh i thought i was spinning when i jumped into that thing or oh i didn't like <laughs> yeah that was the only thing that was a little bit frustrating for me everything else again so, i mean similar to deadbolt from my experience was like that was me i didn't jump see the difference between this and deadbolt is that when i died it was oh 
I did that wrong, but but I can see what I need to do to not do it wrong next time. Where in Dead Balls, it was like, well, I did that wrong. Did I? Now what? <laughs> yeah, did I do that wrong? I do it again. Yeah. Yeah, that's that's fair. Yeah. See, when I play it, I think the thing that frustrated me the most was rocket jumping. It didn't seem to work at all for me. I didn't realize that was a thing. Uh, rocket jumping. What do you well, mean rocket jumping? When you jumping? pick up the rocket launcher, it tells you you can use this to rocket jump, so shoot the floor while you're jumping. Oh, yeah. It gives you a little boost. It never really worked that well. And yeah, but you never really have to use it. Uh, the well, only time I thought I had to use it, there's a um, like a bomb on a crane, and you can jump over it, shoot the bomb. Yeah. Then I realized that if you have the spin jump, you just spin into the bomb, and then you get your double jump again. Yeah, see, there was another part where it was a long corridor, and you could either go underneath, and at the very end, there's a door up above, or there's a few platforms, which, after getting later on, I realized you needed a spin jump for, but I spent like an hour trying to jump from one platform to the other using the rocket jump. Okay, but the problem wasn't that rocket jumping was hard, is that it wasn't the thing you needed to do. It worked. Oh, okay. Well, congratulations. But I'll be honest, that was making me think this game is BS. I'm going to stop playing it now. But then I got other jump and released. Jump. Oh, yeah. for fuck's sake. Yeah. Yeah. But yeah, uh, that was that was the only thing that irritated me was the, the rocket jump. Even though, granted, yeah, you didn't really need it very much. It didn't seem very... It's like, it, it more felt like it, there didn't need to be that hint there because it made it feel like it was something oh, I needed to do more. I didn't even realise there was that hint. I'm sure I read it, but I obviously immediately forgot yeah, same. it. Mm. I did notice that if you shoot down, even if you don't hit anything, you know, the pushback of the rocket does give you just a little bit extra distance. So yeah. I have used that in some parts. But, That's what uh, I was talking about. Oh, okay. So not, not like Quake Rocket Jump where you shoot the floor and fling yourself. Yeah, no, no. That part where you oh, just okay. give yourself a boost. Well, yeah. I mean, I've, I, I feel like I've used that a couple of times, but I, I don't remember it being a huge thing. Uh, and I also liked, or I found it interesting that a lot of the bosses, if they had multiple modes, I guess, it didn't matter on how much health you took from them. It was just he'd have a cycle of attacks. Once he's reached the last one, he'd then go to the second mode. So if mm-hmm. you did no damage or loads of damage, you'd still get to that second mode after 30 seconds of him attacking, basically. Yeah, I'm actually not sure how I feel about that, because it does mean that if you defeat the boss too fast, then you don't really see the other stage, which is kind of cool, because it's like rewarding you for being quick. But at the same time, you know, it doesn't give you that natural progression of the boss fight anymore. But it never it felt it never felt like there was too much, enough time to kill the boss. Like the lava boss, for example, I could barely ever get a couple of shots in before he changed mode, which meant he became so much easier. And yeah, at the beginning ex- all I needed exactly. to do was focus on dodging. I think that, yeah, with that boss, oh, that was like enough. one yeah, opportunity that where I could get one shot in each time. Yeah, and then and I just waited out until he until he used all the lava up, and then you've got a bit more of a simple boss fight i guess in that in that respect maybe you know maybe yeah. the modes were the wrong yeah. way around maybe one of the more difficult one afterwards because it definitely got easier once you changed into a like, second bit yeah. yeah but i suppose that's kind of the point was that you've got just a bit where yeah. it's all about survival and then it's the real boss fight uh i was actually going to say exactly the same thing about the lava boss so i i don't really have anything more to say about this game it was good i like the enemies as well i like the fact that uh they're like a lot of a lot of the enemies were just normal everyday creatures with obviously slightly mutated so they had abilities or they were robots because you know you're in a research facility oh at one point right at the end of the game i started to get really concerned because the story talks a lot about 
moving people's consciousnesses consciousness yeah into creatures and i started to see all those caterpillar things and think to myself you know a lot of the time they just exist around the corner and they're like they're not even in your way you know why are they even there right are they the crew have i been murdering the crew just be just because i saw an enemy and i mean and as ninja games i had to kill them because there's almost always a way around them without killing them there is a line at the end there's a line at the i think it, i think it is the final boss fight where he's like oh all of these things were set up as a test for you to make sure you were a suitable vessel someone that's murdered so many people or yeah. some there's a line something like that so i think you could be right oh yeah, and that, that suddenly makes the a bit game, darker, like, this it? really, really cute game pretty disturbing. Well, to be fair, the, the bosses, even like the containers and stuff, they're alive and you've just murdered them uh-huh, yeah. to keep, to bring down the... Yeah, but the containers are dicks, fuck them. Yeah. But you know, you might be a dick too if you were if your consciousness was forced into a heating container and you don't know how long you've been there. Oh, so you're saying that was not just... A robotic container, you think that might have even been a person again. Yeah. I didn't even consider that. I just thought of it as a AI-based thing. Well, shit. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, Did you guys, like, uh, meet the frog guy? Yes, of course. He gave you the upgrades for finding the cassettes. So you wouldn't have got... You know, we wouldn't be talking about the auto-fire and stuff if... uh, if we didn't. Yeah, but... Oh, I know, Luke, you said you did find all the cassettes. You just missed a health thingy. So you yeah. would have got the, the unlimited jump thing. Yep. That that was, like, kind of a waste. Like, there's literally only one room that you needed it in. Well, it just... I, f- I liked it because it didn't feel necessary, but it still made platforming challenges easier. So it was just a reward, like an optional reward. No, true, true. But I don't think there's much more to say about this game. No, you can just ask so, the question. Ben, I'll ask you first because you're the one who picked the game. Would you recommend uh, this game? Yeah, definitely. I think it's, you know, it's £5.79 on Steam. It's really solid. It's cute. It's got a good sense of humour. Uh, and it's, you know, it's three and a half hours, three hours long. Like, I, you know, you play some games and you're like, you know what, I sort of feel like I've wasted my time with this. But no, I really enjoyed it. Mm-hmm. So yeah, I would, I would definitely recommend this. Uh, and Luke, what about you? Would you... Recommend this oh, game? God. Oh fuck you! Um, fuck you! <laughs> I would recommend this game. I think it's incredible. It is a bit on the short side, but it is only a five, well six quid, I guess. It's more more like definitely the kind of game that I couldn't I couldn't put down until I had to go to sleep, and then the second time around I beat it. So I, I beat it in two sittings, which is always a good sign. And yeah, definitely. What about you, Jake? I would definitely recommend this game for all the same reasons. Uh, when I played it, uh, initially I was thinking, okay, I'll play it for an hour, and then I got on to the next game, so that at least I can say I've played them all. And then three hours later, it's like, oh, okay, I'm at the last boss now. I mean, we don't often have a game that all three of us have beat, so that's a good sign. I mean, yeah, okay, it's only a three-hour game, but usually we put two to three hours in, in our, you know, in mm-hmm. a game if we like it for the podcast. So the fact that all three of us have put that amount of time into it really goes to show that it's, yeah, it's a winner. 100%. Yeah, and... With that, I think now would be to go to the last game of the podcast. Well, Jake, what game did you pick for the podcast? So I picked a game called Tiny Hands Adventure, uh, which I also played on the Switch. By the way, we never mentioned Gato Roboto is on computer, but all three of us played it on the Switch as well. But I don't think the experience would be very different because it's 
metroidvania platformer yeah tiny hands adventure is a 3d platformer you play as a little blue t-rex named porty who is on a quest to get better arms to be the best goalie in the world i forgot about the goalie part yes. i know it's amazing that's that's that the reason why I bought it because that <laughs> is the story <laughs> now uh, if i was to compare it to another game i'd say it plays a similar ish to crash bandicoot in that yeah, definitely you so you start in a hub world where there's five four portals to go through you go through the portal you get to the level you just platform your way through the level kill enemies you can press there is a spin button in this but you spin with your tail not with your arm and get through the level grab a plaque thingy which would be the crystal equivalent in crash bandicoot and once you've got all four of them you unlock a boss fight the boss beat the boss unlock a new power up which is a different set of arms which can be drill arms used for digging, mechanical arms, and that kind of stuff. The game itself, well, my biggest disappointment was lack of music. I felt like it was a very... There is music. Uh, well, when I played it, I never really noticed Does any music. Does the Switch not have any music? Yeah. Ben, did you get any music? No, I, I, I thought this when I was playing it. I, d I checked to see, because I played it for like 10 minutes, and then I didn't play it for like a week, and then I came back to it, and when I came back to it, I was like, have I turned the sound off at some? Have I turned the music off before? But no, there wasn't any, there wasn't any sound in the actual levels, there but were no sound music. effects. That's strange. So I played it on Steam, and there is music. It's okay. Individually, I liked the individual songs, but I they felt very random. They didn't, they didn't coherently create a single soundtrack, it's just every song was... It's kind of very dubstepy, or or sometimes it got a bit rocky, but but they just uh, they, they didn't feel like they connected in any way. So like individually they were good, but it wasn't. I wouldn't say it was a good soundtrack. Probably better than Silence though. Yeah, that's fair enough. But yeah, so that is a shame that there was no music. But there is, especially if there is in the Steam version, because why wouldn't there be? On the... That's very strange. But also overall, I enjoyed the game itself. I found some of the platforming bits were a little bit frustrating because on the Switch it didn't. It seemed a little bit difficult to make the precise jumps on like like the bridge level, for example. Where I I have a comment on the bridge level. It's it's not just that the controls are a bit weird. It's the angle of the bridge isn't. It's not straight. You know, it's slightly. It's moving from left to right, but also slightly to the side, forward or backwards. So if you just go straight right and you jump, you will eventually jump off the bridge. And it, it's little things like yeah. that that make the game a little bit janky and not great, but... Yeah, I mean, the fact that it changed camera angles, like, in lots of the different levels was really frustrating. I found the camera I... changes in the tutorial were really weird, like, kind of janky and, and almost... Well, it just mm -hmm. didn't feel good. But later on, I didn't feel that was a big problem. Yeah, in, in the levels, the camera changes, I felt, fit. And it didn't change while you were doing something. It wasn't like a case of jump forward and the camera turns to the side, so you suddenly missed your jump. So it didn't affect as much. Because yeah, I've played games where that happens, and then you're just yeah. like, well, that was bullshit. Uh, I also liked the variety of the levels, because you had like the alien staircase levels, you had the comic book levels, the beachy levels and stuff, and okay, they still all played the same, because it's still a platformer. Yeah, but they but don't was... all play the same. I mean, you've got uh, the cartoon one, the, the comic one, it was almost entirely 2D. There was, there was no going up and down. When you've got the camera is um, above, a, a top-down, then the levels tend to be a lot more exploration-based than platforming-based. And yeah. then, of course, you've even got the typical Crash Bandicoot thing, where you're running towards the screen away from something. Like, there was there was a lot of actual gameplay variety in the levels, as well as visual. Mm -hmm. 
I, I just I I like the variety was okay, but I feel that like I feel that it didn't do any of them particularly well. I really like going into the comic book level. I lo- like I thought the change in art style mm-hmm. was really nice, but I I could have played a game like that in that art style. But then there were like every few and far between. But then when you went to the like top down ones, like they were less enjoyable and it was a bit annoying because you couldn't you couldn't always figure out which things you could jump over and which things you mm. could yeah or i what, never suffered uh, from crates that. you had to crouch underneath or explode oh that was extremely frustrating yeah the only reason any way i figured that out was by yeah. running into them be like oh there's a gap there so yeah, I, I need never to jump found that as a problem it I'll wasn't terrible i just i lost one live and then i learned my lesson so it was fine one thing that did frustrate me a little bit is which I don't know why, because a lot of platformers are the same, but the fact that you've only got one hit point... Unless you get a shield, you can pick one up. Yeah, I know, true. But, like, I think mainly with the bosses, the bosses felt a bit cheap, some of them. I did enjoy them, yep. though. Uh, I thought they, they felt very Crash Bandicoot in the way you had to defeat them. I enjoyed them, but, like, like the speedster boss, the armadillo, at the end, his last hit, he gets, like, a lot faster, a lot more painful, and it's harder to dodge him. A lot harder. Yeah. And it felt like... Well, that was just cheap because the tactic I was using has completely stopped working and not a case of being better. It's just a case of, oh, getting lucky, jumping out of the way just in time kind of thing. I didn't have quite as much trouble with the timing for him. I, I think I beat him. He he was the boss I had the times. most trouble with. Oh, fair enough. But yeah, I did enjoy the laser boss. That was amusing. The guy yeah. in the middle. And I, I did find the, the conversation. So the English in this game it's fucking awful. is not oh God, good. It's so bad. <laughs> It's not great. I mean, you the th- the things you co- the things you collect in the shapes. levels. Uh, one is called meats, and the other one is not called shapes. Gems, shapes. Meats, meats, and shapes. Well, it couldn't be gems because you know. And meats, even though you only collect one model, there's only one type of meat. <laughs> yeah, meats. And the sound effect for that nearly caused us ten that, yeah, there's just this repeated crunch, and it's not even there's just even there's no variety. I suppose, Luke, but there's no music as well. <laughs> That's yeah, all no, you're hearing. I, that didn't annoy me nearly as much, but that's a point. If, if there's no music, that is all you're hearing. <laughs> all yeah, hearing I, I did get amused with the, the conversations in the boss fights, because, yes, it was so terrible. And, like, the last boss, when you fight him, it's, let me guess, you're gonna tell me you're the strongest. No, I just want to be friends. Let's play. Okay. <laughs> well, the boss fight conversations weren't too bad. It was the conversations with the fairy or whatever the hell she was, the goddess lady who, who gives you the, the gifts. The power-ups, yeah. Uh, yeah, they were so bad. Oh, did you guys beat this game? I did not. I think the armadillo was the final boss I played, and then I played a, one or two levels in, in the next area. Yeah, I got to the same, the, the second boss. I, the last boss I fought was the armadillo. Ah, I, so I beat this game. Yeah. Because... Like I said, I enjoyed this game. And the final boss is actually the fairy bitch lady. Oh, what a surprise. Uh, she, all it is, is you get into... So she's the boss with the biggest variety, because all the other bosses, it's just a case of it's the same pattern, essentially. They but do then, add something to each each stage, so the boss is never boring. No, true. Know. It's It's a slight variation of the same pattern, whereas with the fairy, it's a case of now you have to use each arm... Any, uh, you have to use a different arm in each stage oh, to good. get through it kind of thing. So that you get sense. used to using all the arms. Yeah. And I did want to talk about the arms, actually, because I, I like the way that early levels will have side paths that require, mm-hmm. or, or secrets that require the use of an arm you don't have yet, so you're very encouraged to go back and replay your levels. It, yeah. it reminded me a lot of Ape Escape. Yeah. yeah. 
True. Uh, unfortunately, I even though I beat the game, I didn't really go back to the first levels and such because the game was good, but without any music or anything, I didn't really feel pumped to go back to it. Yeah, I'm glad I, I got the Steam version because I'm really surprised by the lack of music. Like I said, I didn't think the music was amazing, but it, it still It would have made a difference. Yeah. yeah. And, you know, where some, some games you've got music which you don't notice it because it's just fitting and it's just there. But mm. like this, it was it was just silence. Like, nothing. Okay. That really surprises me. Oh, well. Yeah, I don't... I mean, one thing that about like, the levels... Because obviously you're collecting these shapes and you have a red, red or orange, whatever, crystal to collect to move on. Um, like, once you collect some sort of colour. <laughs> I crystal. thought it was green. <laughs> um, I didn't think okay. it was green. I was going to say, yeah, so once you collect all four of those from the levels, like, you can fight the boss and move on. Like, I didn't feel the need to go back to, like, once you unlock the drill, which is the mm-hmm. first mm-hmm. power or first, like, set of, first arm that you get. Like, even though I'd noticed a couple of areas in the f- couple of areas in the first levels, I was like, oh, yeah, if you had a drill, you could get an extra shape. I didn't think, oh, I'll go back and do that. I thought, oh, yeah, <laughs> that was a thing. And then that was sort of it. Like, there, there was also. You could once you'd completed the level, you could go back and play it on hard mode. Only if you've collected did all anybody, the shapes. Did, oh, was it okay? Mm-hmm. Did, did anybody do that? I didn't play them on hard mode. Uh, wow. Again, there, I didn't really feel the compulsion to go back to any level, which is weird because I'm kind of a completionist. But the game was fun, but then I, it didn't feel. I, I don't. I didn't feel like there was any great rewards for collecting everything. Hmm. I actually did go back no. to some of the levels in the start with the drill and get all the shapes, but I didn't mm-hmm. go back and play play the hard mode, so I don't know what that's like. Uh, we had high hopes for you, Luke. Well, at least I went back and actually got the shapes, Jake. It's your game. <laughs> Yeah, true, true. Don't know if there's a lot more to say. I've, I've said my piece. I enjoyed it. I like the story. I, I thought that, that that sold me because, like, T-Rex goalkeeper makes sense. Do you guys have any other comments to add? I did think it was a bit strange not controlling the camera. I mean, obviously a lot of th- that kind of game, you don't normally control the camera like, like Crash Bandicoot, but it's still a game that came out today and I'm just moving my right stick and nothing's happening. That was a bit weird for me, but I did get used to it pretty fast. Yeah, but then if you think about it, fair enough, it came out today, but like it's level-based, uh, like the Crash Bandicoot games, and even the newer Crash Bandicoot games are always the same, uh, except yeah. for the uh, except for the open world ones. Those ones, then you could control the cameras. So I think I think it made perfect. It's not sense. really a complaint, just a comment. Yeah, I don't know. I I struggled. I I did struggle to get on with this. Like I played the first few levels and was like, oh, okay, this is. Right, sort of obviously very inspired by Crash Bandicoot. It's very bargain bin Crash Bandicoot. Yeah, exactly. And then as you go through, so you get the different level types, and it's like okay, I th- I think I think it's something that you know it it has it could have it has a fair amount of like potential. I feel that it it's almost the sort of opposite of Gato Roboto, where like that very much knows what it is and it does what it is very well. Whereas this game, sort of okay, it's a sort of platformer. But it tries to do a few different things and doesn't really pull any of them off that well. So I'm not sure how much I agree with that, because if if you look at its inspiration, which is Crash Bandicoot, Crash Bandicoot does also have a lot of variety in the levels, and I think it's just trying to emulate that. So it still knows what it wants to be, but it just didn't have the polish of of the kind of game it wants to be. Yeah. Yeah, I don't know. I think I was just I was just put off by like a lot of the difficulty in the game comes from the placement of the enemies mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. so you're like jumping along and you're like oh, i'm doing okay like oh there's something in the way i'm dead cool 
I, I did have the first boss. There was um, in the second stage, I think. Maybe it was no, it was the third stage. The third stage. They put, they put a frog just next to him, so you pl platform perfectly, and then you don't see it, and you just walk up and die. And I thought that was really cheap. Yeah, yeah. I, I did find that there were a few enemies that don't necessarily look like enemies because mm -hmm. they're so tiny, like little spiders and that. Which you'll die a couple of times, and you'll realize, oh, that's what's killing me. Oh, for fuck's sake! Okay. Yeah, I've kill it I've now. walked into some very stationary frogs and died a few times. Yeah. So then I got to a point where. Unless I'm platforming, I'm just going to keep spinning while I walk, <laughs> which worked. Uh, so yeah. That was a bit of a pain. And like some of the, the platform jumps, like in, in one of the comic levels, I found there wasn't enough to make a running jump, enough space, but you had to be very precise with that jump. Otherwise, you wouldn't reach the other end. In the first comic, there was one area that I think is impossible if you destroy the crates because I could not make the jump whatsoever. I had to actually restart the level because when I died and appeared, the crates were still there, still missing. Yeah. So that was a bit annoying, but at least I could restart the level anyway. It wasn't like completely game-breaking. Yeah, there's a couple there's a couple of areas on the comic level where you can see the spike traps, but you, you sort of I ran along and I was like, oh, okay, I can jump here, but then by the time I went to jump, I'd like sort of your foot just like run touched into, the I, circle. Yeah, you like run into the spike and you're like, oh. Yeah. Right. yeah. Now, the comic levels look really stylish, but they look better than they play. The main issue I had I is what so. you just described, where you've got the spike pit, but it's not the spike that kills you, it's just touching the, the image of the pit. So it's really easy to, to misjudge and just slightly step on it or jump and just quite not land it. You know, like you're there, but but a pixel of your foot has touched the pit and now you died. That happened a lot. Yeah. I think that, that, that sort of, like, I think that sums up the game quite well. Like, it's stylish, like, it's really bright, and the story's quite, it's quite silly, but it's quite fun, but then there's just the little bits of polish that it's, it's janky. just... It's janky. It's janky as It's just lacking. It is, yeah. It's just missing these yeah. bits, like... If, like, I found that, like, the UI doesn't match the game at all, the UI is okay, but the game's sort of very bright and very sort of cartoony, but then the UI is just, like, different. <laughs> yeah, that's uh, fair. And again, it sort of just adds to the, like, jank of it, doesn't it? It's like, I think on playing it on the Switch, like, the, the loading text was off the screen. Okay. It was, like, slightly off the screen in the top right corner, so, it was, yeah, it's... <laughs> I never noticed that. It's, yeah, it's just, like, I think it's, it's ever so slightly off the screen. I don't know. I think with, if, if, if it was, it just needs a bit more, a bit more polish. And then... Yeah, so I, I agree with you. The only thing is I, I think the jankiness was less of an issue for me. I'm, I'm, I kind of have a high tolerance for that. So I actually went into this game with very low expectations. It just, I don't know, first glance, it just looks like this is some Unity game put together real quick, put on the Steam store. It's going to be a bit crap. Why did you pick this, Jake? And then I started playing it, and I'm actually I'm actually very pleasantly surprised with it. Like, it is janky. It is very fucking janky. But I can see the game they wanted to make amidst all the jank. You know, the, the levels are well designed, apart from little things like the, the bridge being at a slightly odd angle that you're going to jump off it every time, and, and having some slightly hidden enemies. But there's a lot of creativity to the level design, and well thought, you know, design just not all the way there the bosses you know they, they're clearly inspired by crash bandicoot they felt like crash ba like, well like they were trying to do a crash bandicoot style boss again there was a bit of jank and that's just the whole game it's i can see what they're trying to do and i love what they're trying to do but then there's a lot of they don't quite have the skill or or the funding mostly skill i think to to make that vision but i can see it and i appreciate it 
Uh-huh. Yeah, I think maybe my maybe my threshold was a, a little bit higher because I I played this last, or I played it for ten minutes and then I, I sort of played the bulk of it last. So I think I'd playing the other two games had been like oh, okay, they're they're nicely polished. Whereas coming to this, I was like, this is janky as fuck. Yeah, but yeah, no, I completely agree. Like I like what. Yeah. Yeah. Whatever and, and you criticize, the, you can't say that the developer was was lazy or or didn't want to make a good game. Like you can see a lot of shit on Steam where they they didn't yeah. want to make a good game. They just shat something out. There's a lot of heart here, and I enjoyed it despite the jank. And 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 it's perfectly fair if you didn't. Like I can see that. But the developers clearly there's love put into the game. They clearly wanted it to be good. Yeah, and I think that's almost been their downfall a little bit is the fact that they've they've put all they've put all the like the the elements that that Crash Bandicoot had like all the different modes and having the different arms and stuff to to add extra levels and stuff and the, sorry not levels like add extra like facets to the game and it's just not that cohesive. But I don't think it would take that much for it to be. Yeah, it's 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 a game that I'm just, like I'm struggling to dislike because like exactly what you said. Like someone's obviously put a lot of effort in. They put a lot of effort into this, and and it it's you know it's it's okay. Yeah, but it, it's not something that I don't dislike it, but I don't particularly like it as a game. If a more polished sequel came out, I would be very excited for it. Yeah, I would definitely buy a much more polished sequel to this. Or even, you know, in six months' time, if they put out a load of updates to it and it becomes more polished, I'd probably pick it up again and give it another go on Switch. At the very least, he needs to add that bloody music in. Wonder, though, what would the sequel be? Would it be he decides to become a baseball player? Has to I catch mean, balls? It, it doesn't matter. As long as it's got Borty, they can make up whatever story they want. <laughs> yeah. But, you know, with a name like guess, Tiny Hat. It ends up being, like, the gritty uh, version of it, where... Now it's during the uh, the meteor apocalypse and Borty's trying to survive. Borty Noir. <laughs> <laughs> can make a point and click adventure, Borty. Yeah, I, yeah, I don't know. Uh, well, the developers, Blue Sunset Games, have made, they've got six games on Steam, so they have made other games, and they've made two games since this one, I think. I'd be interested to see what they've done with more experience, because, like I said, I actually really like the game, with the caveat that I appreciate it is a very jank-ass game. Mm-hmm. But I, I can see what they're trying to do, and I think I think they have it in them to make a genuinely good game. Agreed. But I guess we should get to the big question. Jake, what do you think of the game? Would you recommend it? I say yes. I think, like we've all said, yes, it is a bit, it is a janky game. And now that I know that the Steam version has actual music, I'd probably stick to that one as opposed to the Switch version. <laughs> uh, because, yeah, the lack of music was like a bit of a downer for me. But I enjoyed the game. And for £7, it's not an expensive game. Uh, you And like you guys have said, it is essentially a discount Crash Bandicoot. If you want to get Crash Bandicoot and fork out the £30, £40 for that, then go ahead but if you want something shorter and if you're happy to deal with the the bit of jank that you get then this game's good i enjoyed it so i would say yes what about you guys i'll start with luke this time luke would you short answer is yes but with the caveat that like it is a jank ass game and you know you would know better than i do if you have a a high tolerance for jank or not because if you don't, you're gonna you're gonna struggle, and that's fair. But what is worth appreciating is that these days most 3D platformers are collectathons. You know, they're they're the more Spyro or Banjo Kazooie inspired, where you've just got a huge world or, or Mario 64 inspired, and you just have to run around and collect the MacGuffins. You don't get many good linear-ish platformers that are like Crash Bandicoot. So if you're craving that kind of thing again with the caveat that it's janky this can scratch that itch quite nicely 
I mean, you could also just get the Crash Bandicoot remake, but but I enjoyed it. And, you know, they could have already beaten the Crash Bandicoot remake. Fair. And, uh, Ben? I don't know. I'm struggling to recommend it. Like, as I said, I think maybe my tolerance for, for jank is a little bit lower. I'm not... I'm not... I'm not enthralled by the game itself. Like, with a bit of polish, like, as I said, in six months' time, if they came out and they're like, cool, this is version 1.1, and this has a load of bug fixes and loads of nice sort of quality of life things and, and whatever, then yeah, but in its current state, I think there are probably... I think there are there are better games you could get for the money on Steam or on the Switch store. Um, but like I said, I think what Luke said spot on like if this is the specific thing you're after like if you're after something that plays very much like the original Crash Bandicoot games and you you know you don't mind it being a bit janky then yeah but personally no totally fair it's not definitely not my fair enough well also also I'm going to use the the F word I I did get this for free how a voucher from work which I converted (sighs) into a Nintendo voucher which then I used to buy all three of these games Jesus Christ fuck you Jake (laughs) you're fired I'm going to get someone else. Ben, do you want to be the new Jake when I get back? Sold. <laughs> okay, I'm going to have to just teach him how to get free games now. <sighs> no. Sure. I'm, 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 I, just, I just won't make the mistake of telling him. <laughs> yeah. yeah, I paid money for this game. But I love the I reaction. I approximately <laughs> five monies. <laughs> five monies. Uh, I just had Monopoly money in my pocket. I handed it in, put, picked the game out, walked out. They didn't say anything. Okay. Uh, right, Jake, do you want to ask the same questions I asked you last month? Or shall I get asking? You do the asking, because I don't remember <laughs> what questions. Okay. So I'll start with you, Ben. Is there a game of the three that, not necessarily your favourite, but, but you're, you're most happy that you tried thanks to the podcast because you don't think you otherwise would have tried it? Um, I would, well, I mean... The Deadbolt and Gato Roboto, I wouldn't have tried. To be fair, I probably wouldn't have tried all three because I don't play a massive amount of indie games. Okay. I'm yeah, I don't get that much time to play games anymore, so I I generally stick to like AAA stuff, which you know isn't isn't the best thing in the world. But no, I really enjoy I I really enjoy Gato Roboto and Deadbolt was definitely something different for me. But no, I'm I'm gonna go with with Gato Roboto. Like when I first started playing it, I was a bit like uh, I sort of went to it like oh I suck at these games. I'm really not really good at this sort of Metroidvania sort of thing. But then after like half an hour, it's like, actually, it's it's a bit challenging, but it's not that difficult. And I ended up really enjoying it. So yeah, I'm going to go with that. Nice. And um, the next question is also, was going to be ignoring that just straight up, which one's your favorite? I assume it's the same answer. But is he allowed to pick his own game? Yeah, we're not doing that anymore because <laughs> it, it's uh, it's not show and tell anymore. So you can pick your own game. <laughs> ah, okay. Fair enough. Um, yeah, I'd, I'd say so, but I think I think I'm gonna go. I think I will give Deadbolt another another shot. Like you know, if I see it on a sale for like three or four quid on Steam, I think I will pick it up and try it on PC. Or you know, on the Switch, change that know, setting. Do I suck or does the Switch version suck? I must. Exactly. Know. Yeah. I mean, the, although the fact that there are invisible enemies and, and enemies that hang on the ceiling in the future makes me <laughs> makes me maybe question that decision a little bit. Well, at but. least the ceiling ones, when you've got a mouse, you can aim at them way more easily than than the stick that's mind true. you even on the switch just switch to right aiming and that's already gonna you know right stick aiming that's gonna make the game a lot easier not easy enough mind you but that makes a big difference easier okay and now that i know i can shoot out lights the level that i'm in is going to be easier because one of the troubles i had was in between the two buildings there's a light and a guy looking at it and i didn't know how to get past him because i can't turn it off because it's in between two buildings <laughs> there you go right jake uh, same questions for you what game do you not necessarily do you think is the best just are you most glad you played thanks to the podcast because you otherwise wouldn't have played it see 
Deadbolt I would have eventually played because it was one that I was actually looking at. Mm -hmm. uh, the other two I would have never played, mainly because I wouldn't have looked for that kind of game, I guess. Because like platformers, I tend to go for the AAA ones and Gata Roboto, I never even knew it existed. So those two, as for which one am I more happy I played? I gotta go with Gata Roboto. Nice. Because it was cute. It had a cat in it. And a dedicated meow button. And a dedicated meow button. It was a meowsing. Ah, fuck off. I hate you so much. <laughs> Alright, and the other question, straight up, which one was your favourite? I'm gonna go with Gato Roboto as well, for the same okay. reason. Right. And Luke, let me ask you the same questions. So, same questions. <laughs> <laughs> well, the first one. So, Gato Roboto has been on my list of games I wanted to eventually play for a while so it, it's kind of disqualified from the first part because i would have played it so honestly tiny hands adventure because even when i first looked at it i thought this looks shit and then i played it and i thought actually it's pretty good i mean it's not great but it's pretty good so that's a game i would never have given a second look had it not been for the podcast so i'm very glad that, that i played it on the podcast and my favorite game of the three is is gato robato like just it was just fucking... It's a good game. There's nothing... There's no ifs or buts. It was fun from start to finish. Well, there's cat butt as it wiggles and runs around. Haha, <laughs> you're so funny. I hate you. And, and a rat butt as well. <laughs> and a dog butt at the end. Very briefly. Very brief dog butt. Mm -hmm. yeah, maybe, maybe that's a spoiler. <sighs> in a three-hour uh, game that's not really about story at all. Nice. Well, they know there's a dog in the game, but they don't know why there's a dog butt. Hmm. Or if it's connected to a dog. Uh, ew. <laughs> okay, so, Ben, is there anything you would like to promote before we end the episode? Do you have, like, an online presence, like Twitch, YouTube, that kind of stuff? Uh, no, I don't. You can find my ramblings on Twitter, at, Malin at, at Malins and Ben, and that's about it, really. I don't really have any other online presence at present, although maybe in the future. Ah. Fair enough. Jake, anything you want to promote? No, I don't really have an online presence anymore, other than this podcast. I used to stream, and I do occasionally, but I don't really advertise it because I don't do it often or regularly enough. Well, advertise it anyway, you might still get a follower. Okay, well, it is under Sup Big Nose. I stream random games at the moment. I'm doing a bit of Killer7, and I tend to do RPGs and retro games. Nice. Tends to be retro RPGs more than anything. Cool. <laughs> What about you, brother? As for me, I'm very active on Twitter these days, usually arguing with bigots. At Kane Kravich. I also stream, I try to do at least twice one, twice a week, but these days I'm very busy. Either way, it's Twitch TV slash Crazy Kane. And I'm also on YouTube, where anytime I finish a game on Twitch, I will then review it, put it on YouTube, and that is YouTube.com slash Crazy Kane. And that is it. So, thank you very much, Ben, for joining us. No problem. Thank you for having me. Ah, Jake, I mean you too, but you're always here. Yeah, yeah. Part of the furniture now. <laughs> yeah, uh, hopefully Emma will be back next month, but we will also have a guest as well, just in case. Oh, so, you yeah. know, I'm not mm -hmm. sure if I really said this, but this time 12 months ago is when our first episode aired. I don't think I really talked about that at the beginning, so also... Hey everyone! Happy anniversary! This is our anniversary edition! Happy Only took, you know, end of the episode for me to remember to say that, but yeah. Yeah, I don't notice the music's different, but it was different last time too, because it was the one year special. Yeah, but you know, it'll be different from the next one, because the next one will be back to the boring old one again. Yeah, no idea. Alright, anyway, yeah, I think it's time to say goodbye. Bye!
Bye everybody. Bye everybody. Bye.